All right, Lady Ada, what is this? Hey, everybody. And welcome to Show and Tell. It's me, Lady Ada, Mr. Lady Ada. We're here at the Adafruit Factory where it's nice and quiet because for the next 30 minutes, we're going to check in with people from around the community and hear what they're up to. Um, we've got a whole bunch of people lined up, so I want to get right to it. Starting off with, for DigiKey, Jay. A robot and the, the human companion, Jay. Yeah, sorry. The, <laughs> the, ro the robot head plus assistant, Jay. How's it going, Jay? That's a good one. I'm going to take that line from you. Yeah. Uh, this is my the head of my current robot working on Orbit. Uh, this is the version two of them. I did version one for Silicon, which I have the old head right here, so you can kind of see the uh, the oh, yeah. difference between the two. Um, the body's in the corner, and I'm still working on that. But this is a project I want to bring for Supercon, and I've been slowly just printing it out, sanding it down, and building it up. And I yeah. just it's done this morning, and I was like, oh, cool, perfect. Well, or looks great. Orbit's the perfect name. Too. Yeah, that's a good name. Oh yeah, the first one I designed to be more because I always go in my head with this. I designed it more to be more of a like help around the ship thing, and this one's a bit bigger, so I'm designing it to be more around. If I had to adventure somewhere, I can bring this robot with me, and I'll have to. Yeah, this is like the the you know the base bot. Yeah, pretty much. Like it's definitely it not a shoulder bot. It's too heavy to be a shoulder bot. Like this this thing is huge. <laughs> oh man, I'm just. Uh, see, it's it's too big for all that, but it's perfect right. for what um, I'm building it for, and it'll be nice to see it roll around once the body gets done. That's so cute. I love it. It's already got some personality to it, you know? So we're a um, media sponsor and a regular sponsor at Supercon, so uh, we'll have a couple things there, and then uh, I think some of our team is going to be there as well. So uh, for folks who don't know Supercon, it's the Hack Day event. It's back this year. Check it out. I think it's uh, first week in November. Yeah, I think November fifth, four fifth, something. Yeah, we have to figure out what we're doing. We're going to put something. Yeah, no, we already took a rip. All right, well, thanks so much. Jay. All right, thanks, Jay. Come, come and back and uh, if you if you're uh, around before after Supercon, come on back and let us see the progress of Orbit. Of course. Yeah, it's good to see and, you again. And Orbit, you can bring Jay by too. Yes. <laughs> bye bye. Bye. All right, thanks, Jay. All right, next up, JP. What you got going on? Hey, uh, so. This is the, uh, the the conclusion of this project I've been working on for a few weeks now. Uh, I've got the final case put together for this split ortho keyboard, and it uses two of our PCBs. It's it's super simple. It's not like a hand wired, uh, you know, lots of work. It's actually press fit. You push uh, keys into the PCBs, and now I've got this uh, working with sort of a not quite retractable, but you can you can push the cable in there and use it as a uh, ergonomic split ortho or you can kind of feed that back it just in looks there. like a government agency like <laughs> like the irs like sends audits via this yep. keyboard it's just like yep. it has a governmenty feel to it it explains a lot because it's impossible to type on i'm so not used yeah. to weird ass ortho linear thing yeah so every tech company changed their logo to like a, a shade of blue for a while remember that they yeah. all just like Yep. Everybody just I do still around. love that. That this is a beautiful. Maybe it's uh, like font. a bank teller, like a bank yeah. teller in the seventies. Like yeah. you'd pull in your car in the station wagon and you'd put your thing through the tube, and then you'd be like, "Here's a lollipop, get out of here!" And they're like, <laughs> <laughs> "Yeah, you wanted to grab that sort of adding machine that had those." Yeah, there's lines. something about it. Uh, so this is the version I did with a uh, combination of 3D printing for these walls oh, nice. that, yeah. that have um, organic shapes in them, and and I wanted to press fit some. 
uh, uh, brass threaded inserts in them. And then the top and bottom are laser cut acrylic. Uh, I put files up on Thingiverse and linked into the guide I'm working on, which should be out pretty soon. Uh, the both versions. So you can do a version that's entirely 3D printed, but I never like to do flat stuff in 3D because it, yeah, it seems like a waste compared to laser cut if you have the luxury or you could use hand tools or um, a yeah. uh, CNC or something to make this part. And it could be acrylic, could be uh, some wood kind of up to up to the user how they want to make it. Uh, so the files will be up there and the code is up in our GitHub. Uh, it's all circuit Python, super easy to customize. I have a little config file that people can change the key assignments in. It's not using QMK because I thought it would be a little bit uh, tricky to get the dual TCA 8418 I2C as each side. That's how each side is uh, mm. is, is um, matrix uh, and over I2C sending to one QDPI that's over here. Um, so it's its own homegrown thing, but similar. Uh, it's easy to configure with one little file. So that's my split ortho linear keyboard and the guide will be coming out soon. Uh, and then tomorrow I'll be working on possibly a Halloween project. We'll see if I, I score the item I want to get at one of my local Halloween stores this evening. So uh, right. stop by. It may be spooky tomorrow. Okay. All right. Thanks so much. All right. Nice work. Nice work color matching the acrylic to the uh, key yeah. keyboard keycaps. Thank you. All right. Next up. Hey, Jeff, what you got going on this week? Speaking of IRS technology. <laughs> Okay, you're muted, so maybe um. Oh, maybe we'll mute your mic. Yeah, Jeff. We want to hear you. We see you. I've been Hi. in before with the Apple II floppy drive, and considering yeah. the store is like 140k or something, yeah, I'll go to this it's one. like it's kind of big for what it does. But yeah. um, recently, my uh, friend has given me some computer hardware, and so this is the internals of a Commodore 1541 floppy drive from about mm. the same era. And instead of being like nine inches long, it's like fifteen. So there is a lot in here. And I was just gonna, power what's going on with that capacitor? Dive into this a little bit. So yeah, the it's capacitor got, is huge. It, it's got first of all a whole sixty-five hundred two CPU in it, whereas the uh, Apple floppy drive has no brains, hardly at all. You know, the the PCB is this big. Yeah. It's got power rails for five and twelve volts. It's got like a sixteen megahertz crystal in here for something. Huge. I bet it's actually capacitor. like a crystal too. Like you open it up, and it's like you can see like <laughs> like a chunk of crystal. Yeah. Um, and I mean, this thing was power hungry and hot in its day because there's a whole transformer oh back here. Because you know that's how we did power supplies in those. This days. is like the Cadillac of uh, floppy drives. It's Buick. like it's, Buick. it's huge. It uses a ton of power. A it weighs gas, yeah. the Oldsmobile. <laughs> But it looks good. And then, and now, like this floppy disk mechanism, it looks positively tiny. This is an Alps, by the way, uh, floppy drive mechanism. And this was slow and awful. And I don't know if this one even works because I don't have a computer to plug it into. But I just wanted to kind of give the juxtaposition from Apple made trade offs and Commodore made trade offs. And yeah. I think Commodore picked bad, bad trade offs. I think Commodore, I mean, look, it's, it's, it's a little bit overbuilt, in my opinion. But, you know, that's. That's why Apple II, you know, did such a good job with their floppy drive, and, and you know the floppy design that Waz did was mm -hmm. was renowned because it is so minimal. Like he just yeah. cut out everything that wasn't you know explicitly required, and also had um, copy protection schemes that were built in because of the um, you know uh, simplicity of the design. You know, there's the little little hacks you could do. So yeah. 
I mean, but it's it's interesting to see how they did this. But that mm. is that is a beast. Well, I'm not using a Commodore phone, so Apple did some things right. But I would like to be using a Commodore phone. <laughs> that would be cool. <laughs> I mean, they were cool in other ways, but the, yeah. the floppy drive was not it. Yeah. But anyway, there it is. It's like, all right. Oh, it's the same. It was, it was a little deceiving because the capacitor, when your hands aren't there, it's like, oh, this is like a tiny. This is oh, no. yeah, <laughs> no, this is like you might injure yourself who was charged up. Yeah, it hasn't been charged for thirty years. That's cool. All right, thanks, all right. Now, y'all, that's what I got. All right, cool. All right, Aaron, how you doing? Welcome hey, back to Show and Tell. What you got going on this week? Um, I have a couple cool things to show. Um, Let's see if I can get my screen sharing here. All the buttons. Uh, first of all, I uh, just did a tutorial on these last week. These are jellyfish. And uh, I installed a whole bunch of them. I have 30 of them up here at a light festival in Oakland, California, at Autumn Lights Festival. So um, they're running WLED and all synced together and playing animations. And it was just really oh, wow. fun. I set them up so people could walk underneath them. Um, it had like whale song playing in the background and everything. We made a, a whole and jellyfish garden. You made how many? 30? Uh, there are 30 so far. There's going to be 50 total when I'm finished. Okay. And I'm going to be installing them at the Mermaid Bar in Sacramento. Um, All right. So the guide you made is like it's battle tested because, <laughs> yeah, after you just after you make 30 jellyfish, you're probably good at it. You're good at it. 30 first jellyfish is the best yeah. one. Yeah. And then uh, speaking of the mermaid bar, the other project I've been working on this week is I made a new light up mermaid tail. Um, so I've uh, I've had a light up mermaid tail, mermaid glimmer. Uh, she actually got written up in Make Magazine several years ago, but she is just done. <laughs> I booked a mermaid show for this weekend and I tried to repair her and I, you know, like trying to make lights that work underwater is not easy. Yeah. Um, yeah, this looks great. Yeah. So is that I, you uh, or is that someone else? That's me. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So I have been, um, I'll play it one more time because fun mermaids, <laughs> but I mean, no, it's so uh, cool to see it underwater and it, it's, you're, you're so good at moving it in an organic way. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. We're doing a big Halloween show down at the dive bar in Sacramento and we're going to do a bioluminescent theme. So looking forward to that. It should be a lot of fun. And, um, I'm planning to write up a tutorial about just basically making lights work in harsh environments. Uh, like if you want to build something for Burning Man or, you know, anything like that where you, it needs to be outside, it's going to go in a, a difficult environment. Or an aquarium suspended yeah. in the air. Yeah. All right. I can't even imagine the build out required to have a water tank with a person in it. I like that we're writing a tutorial for like David Blaine. It's like, <laughs> do you need to light up underwater? Under the ocean on top of a mountain yeah, on a hot air balloon. Aaron knows how to do that. Yeah. It's 40 feet long, uh, one piece of solid glass across the front. It's a really neat, a neat installation in there. Right so. on. All right. All right. Amazing. Excellent work. Uh, let no one say the Adafruit tutorials are uh, not boring. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much, Aaron. All right. Sweet. Okay. Noam Pedro. What you got going on this week? Wow, that was amazing. I swear that kiss at the end looked like a heart that she like blew. How did probably was. tutorial on that? <laughs> she, she, <laughs> that you, so cool. you know it's like it's like blowing smoke rings. She practices yeah. it to make it look so, so yeah, cool. So, yeah, so this week uh Brent had a really cool idea on doing a whippersnapper like soil sensor node. So uh the way I was gonna do it was totally like this. This was like really genius the way that he has just the uh stem of cell sensor just having it be the anchor that like holds the battery and everything in there so inside um this uh, water resistant case uh we have the uh, qtpi 32 s2 we have the new uh, passive hub on there to make room for 
bunch of sensors like light sensor on here. And then on the back, we have the SCD30. So we're uh, uh, measuring the humidity, temperature, CO2, and then have the uh, battery gauge as well. So you can tell when to uh, change out your battery. Nice little um, snap fit together design. So it lets like air in. We have the like uh, gyroid infill. So you can still get like sense of what the environment is going on. This was super handy uh, this week with uh, the temperatures dropping down in Florida. I was able to figure out, oh, crap, I need to put a tent up around my plant. I could like measure and see that there's no leaks in there to see that the temperature was still up and the humidity was good for everyone. And uh, yeah, just a simple little uh, sole sensor node. Uh, and 3D Hangouts, we show how to build the whippersnapper dashboard. So you can have like, beautiful graphics on showing you know all of the levels of uh, your environment. And along with that, I've been able to figure out like the characteristics of, you know, all the rooms in my house. So if I ever needed to bring anything in, I would know, like, you know, put it in the south facing window or like wh which room has the most immunity was in the bathroom, which is, you know, my surprise. Um, so, yeah, cool little soil sensor node if you want to uh, just get the characteristics of uh, the uh, humidity environment of uh, wherever, whatever you're growing. So that's pretty nice. cool. Yeah, right on. Okay, yeah. and uh, we'll be showing this video and then a speed up this week yeah. on Ask an Engineer. So come on by tonight, everyone, and see you. how it was made. All right, thanks yeah. so much. Sure. All right, thanks, Pedro. All right, next up, and what you got going on this week? I finished my second Halloween uh, project. Um, I've always been a Scooby Doo fan since the uh, first incarnation, and uh, one of the ghosts that I really liked was called the Spooky Space Coop. It was kind of like a skeleton <laughs> in the space suit. Okay. And uh, he had this, this laugh, this very unique laugh. So um, seeing a space helmet, I didn't steal it from just north of here. This is from that popular um, Halloween store that everybody goes to. So. Um, let me just plug this in here and turn up the volume. <laughs> so obviously I can uh, improve on him a little more, make this a little more like sound reactive or something, but it's really easy. You, um, it uses a Circuit Playground Express and uh, Circuit Python. Um, I got the, the, the ghost sound and made a wave file and put it on the, on there. And then I just take the audio out into a, uh, my, my trusty little ancient radio shack amplifier. Mm -hmm. You could have an amplifier board or whatever you want, whatever you have. And, uh, it's really kind of fun. And, uh, I can put this in the window and, uh, and, uh, scare all the neighbors. <laughs> like how you're doing it uh, geographically uh, correct for the area. So, you know, Space Coast, you have Space Ghost. Mm. And uh, I, I saw a comic book once and it had a skeleton in a, it was like an astronaut skeleton and everything. And uh, it was kind of neat because, you know, you don't have to eat or breathe. So, you know, you can go on longer trips and stuff like that. It's yeah. kind of a good way to solve the whole. Ghost, Space whole, Ghost. Yeah, Space Ghost can, can, can travel to Mars. Yeah. Well, um, we can suggest it to those people who are trying to get yeah. to Mars and see yeah. if we can. I'm going to email, zombies are I'm gonna email NASA brain. tonight. Dear NASA, I think you should send skeletons to Mars. Okay. <laughs> Thanks so much, Ed. Thank you. 
All right, Liz, what'd you get going on? Hello. Uh, so I started prototyping um, a quick Halloween project where it's a bat. Um, I've got a circuit uh, Playground Express and two yep. servo motors. Um, and so they'll have two wings here, uh, so it'll be flapping. Right now I just have the NeoPixel um, test code and the servo example from uh, CircuitPython um, Essentials Guide running to test um, and did like a test fit tonight. And it's also using the alligator clip servos, so it can be totally solderless and quick for folks to put together. Yay! I think enough time has passed where bats are okay. I remember the first year when COVID happened, yeah, we everyone, everyone was bats. blaming bats and pangolins. Now uh, we just blame ourselves. Um, yeah. So it's probably perfectly okay. Yeah, <laughs> I've, I've, um, I've done some other like 3D printed, like classic Halloween props and I'd wanted to do a bat. And then with the COVID stuff, I didn't. Yeah, everyone thing. forgot about that. I remember <laughs> when they're like, it's the yeah. bats. It's the bats, but that it turns out. Nah. I don't know. I don't think it's as weird. All right. We really blame those bats. <laughs> <laughs> have to blame someone. Okay. Well, this bat looks very we're not, nice. We're not going to blame ourselves. It's, it's a friendly, right. nice bat. All right. Thanks, Liz. All right. Keep it spooky. I will. All right. We're going to go to DJ Devon 3 and then we'll go to Mark. DJ Devon 3 Hello. Can, can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. Last week, I uh, came on and showed off the, uh, the social media tracker project, which only had the YouTube uh, working. And now I've got Twitter and GitHub. And coincidentally, uh, this morning for uh, Lady Ada's expressive DevCon talk, she actually used the uh, the GitHub. And I noticed that because <laughs> I wrote the same exact code at a, just about the same exact time you were giving that presentation. Oh, cool. Uh, and then I also have a build for the, the goggle kit. So I got that working. Um, demo. Beep, 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 Ooh, beep, beep. Yay. That's cool. So once, uh, so with this, I used the mirror tent film uh, that I picked up uh, from uh, Becky Stern's tutorial, and then I also put that on one side of this to give it That's a good idea. Kind, of a, kind of a diffused look. Yeah. Uh, in, instead of being able to see right through it, but yeah. I wanted to make this so that you could actually wear these and see through it. Uh, obviously, I'm not going to put this on the side of my head. I, I just didn't have the, the small one recharged. Yeah, you can also just get a really long cable and then put the battery in your pocket or something. And then I also did uh, this. All right, you're busy. Spooky eyes. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, Spooky yeah Mark is up next. From, Mark got Mark, uh, internet famous this week for all the eyeball projects. Yep. Uh, and uh, Jepler with all of his tandy candy. Oh, that's a great name for his Halloween. No, never mind. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so that's, yeah, I've been pretty busy and Looks I've only great. got right. one more left to go and I'm not sure what I'm going to do. Uh, I wanted to ask, is, can can I plug into uh, Adafruit Discord somehow or is that only just for yeah, like, I people that use... own the server? No, I think you can use um, if then this, that, or I think there's webhooks. Like there's ways to do it where you can get information to and from discord um i was thinking um the amount of online pythonistas yeah you can also the you can also do a neat little thing there's a, a widget that we use in our newsletter that'll grab the latest um whoever's online you might be able to like parse it with circuit python i think there's like a json file or something poke around oh I, yeah I, yeah I, i'm I pretty I, i've gotten pretty good at apis and json parsing yeah 
I don't. Yeah, the, you know, it's one of those things where I'm gonna search for it. It's gonna be me writing about it. So just search yeah, for Discord, Circuit Python. I remember somebody did and something. Like, yeah, yeah, and like users. And I think we had a little like Pi Portal project that showed that. Okay. Uh, yeah, thank you very that. much. That's all I got. I like right. that you, the goggles could potentially um, work with the eyeballs. You could put the eyeballs on the goggles. Over. Yes, and I, I did mention that, and I was thinking of Lars when uh, yeah. when I did All right, right on. Thanks all so right. much. Thanks, DJ. Last not least, play all right. out. It's Mark. Hey, Mark. Hey. I'm going to play your video in the beginning of Ask an Engineer because I saw it go by everywhere. It's so funny. Everyone's addicted to watching the eyeballs, so good work with it. That totally surprised me. It was just like a little clip I was doing while I was working on it. And also my phone wouldn't stop vibrating. So, but I did get it working <laughs> on two eyeballs. Uh, let me see if I can kill the brightness on my camera at all. Nope, they're very bright eyeballs. Yeah, um, this looks great. This you actually probably want to have it be brighter because then it'll not. If you can contrast. make the breadboard go closer to your head, you could probably make it look like they're your eyes. Yeah, <laughs> right about there. It is tough to see. I mean, we see the pupils. Yeah. yeah, you don't see the the irises. It looks oh, like um, one of the creatures from the Muppets. Yep, right? yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Yep. The <laughs> but right uh -huh. before show and tell, I need to restart this because too many things plugged in at once. Um, the problem is, is what I had that running on, of course, was a M4, and you can't get them. So yeah. I have I a couple of them that I was able to use. So I thought, well, I've got lots of RP2040s. Um, so my whole goal was to try to get it running on a Pico, which I had sitting around. Problem is, I didn't realize a lot of doing this on Arduino wasn't written. Like all the libraries that the Monster Mask project used, <laughs> like the Arcata library, weren't designed for the RP2040. It didn't even exist when the libraries were written. Yeah. Wrote. So that led to a lot of other things. But right before show and tell, I have the eye working on an RP2040. Oh. Yeah, we, even though even though Arcata was, you know, because we were doing a lot of graphics stuff for the Sammy 51, you know, you can extract the, the, the code that actually does the eyeball stuff for like the Halloween M0 or M4. Like you can make it ported. It's just really tough to get because you have to have the DMA optimization. It's just not easy. Yeah, I, DMA, I was working on literally hoping it would work right before this uh, and commented out because it didn't. Yeah, the flash storage had to get working. It's it's really a challenge. Um, I don't have to tell you. We just haven't looked at it. You know, so oh, yeah, and it was one of these things that I went into thinking, okay, I'll give it a little bit of time. And then I kept getting just enough success that I couldn't put it down. Yeah. But it actually, and if you have the eyelids on this, it runs all right. Yeah. Frame rate, but I still want to get the DMA working because I okay. hope that'll speed it up. I think you can do it. I think you can get that. We, have a, a, we I remember a Marklops going on here like a I Cyclops. I, <laughs> I think either I or, or Phil B did the PR to add SPI DMA support. It's in there in the RP2040 core. I just don't think that Adafruit GFX uses it and we don't, it's just, I don't, it's, and you know, the eyeball code is very optimized. Yeah, and, and I've spent a lot of time reading it and I did look at the RP2040 data sheet on SPI. So I've got a pretty good idea of it now. It's just to get it in and to find out 
if yeah. I've got it configured correctly. Okay. But, well, you've got a week. All right. <laughs> I will try my best. You'll do your best. Thanks so much, Mark. Yeah, we and, um, in the beginning of Ask an Engineer, I grabbed your video and I have a little soundtrack we put underneath oh, it nice. I thought was fitting from a song that we did a while ago. So thanks for putting it out there. I saw a lot of folks that uh, got interested in like, how did you make it? I want to do that. What can I do? So this is this is That's the way people way to... people want to learn electronics and code when they see stuff like this. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. No problem. Thanks for All writing right. it in the first place. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Mark. All right, everybody. That's our show and tell for the week this week. Finished right on time. We're here every single week, 7.30 p.m. Eastern time, longest running live show and tell on planet Earth. It's true. We'll see everybody on Ask an Engineer in just a few minutes. See you next week. Thank you for making this the best half an hour of our week every single week. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody.